Good morning from my phone. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. Happy Wednesday. I don't know what you mean, Harry, by Orient. What do you want me to do? You want me to turn my phone on the landscape? What do you want me to do? So my computer is just, I don't even know. It's just doing its own thing. It's like getting Windows ready. Don't turn off your computer. I'm like, all right, I'm about to turn it off because it's on my nerves. I can't, it doesn't seem to want to, I'm just going to shut it off and then see what happens. Anyway, I'm on my phone this morning. Did you just shut it off? No, I didn't shut it off. Don't shut it off. It's in the midst of an update. Is that what it's doing? Yeah, so if it yes. tells you don't shut it off, it's because it's doing an update and you can mess up the update. Okay. So you know, phone, you know what? All this technology, Harry, computers are not people. Oh, yes, working on updates is 100% complete. So once it does it, and I'll, I'll go back to my desktop, but um, good morning, everybody. I'm a little disoriented because I've been, I haven't done this from my phone in a long time, since before the pandemic, right? When, when we couldn't get stuff right. So anyway, happy Wednesday. The elections are over. Well, the primaries. I, I was a little bit shocked at the Republican side that they elected, what's her name, Levy? I, I didn't think they was going to go. I didn't think Connecticut would go for that kind of thing, but. Okay, Blumenthal will trash her in the November elections. Um, I had a good time with Karen's campaign last night at um, Jazzy's. The mood was upbeat; like nobody was sad or anything. It was fine, you know. It was it was a party. It was nice. It was celebratory. People showed up. Um, Eric Russell was down the street at Trinity Bar. So everybody was on Orange Street. <laughs> so he's down the street at Trinity Bar. I saw Sean Wooden in the uh, in the in the house for uh, Eric Russell. If I was Sean Wooden, I would go sit my ass down somewhere and wouldn't say nothing to nobody. The way he handled his whole quitting, and I, I don't know if I would want a quitter in my room with me, but that's me. <laughs> I see Stephanie won over Maritza Bond. I'm telling you, when you go with them attack ads, I, it just puts a bitter taste in people's mouths, at least on the Democrat side. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I saw Maya last night covering uh, Karen's campaign, and uh, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I phone begged for it yesterday. It was good. You know, I, don't, I, I, I like Eric Russell. So we move forward and uh, get it in for November. We rally behind him and uh, ensures that he walks into that, you know, gets the gets the votes to win. So that's all I know about the election today. On to other things. <laughs> Wait, so the Republicans chose who? Le Leora, Lenora, really? what's her name? Really? Yes. No, no way. Yes, they did, Harry. Wow. Well, you see, they, I think they just threw in the towel. <laughs> yeah, over um, over Caridis, right? Yeah. What? Um, I thought uh, she's such a 
part of the Connecticut system, I thought there's no way she would lose to um, Levy, even though <laughs> I saw Levy's ads all over the place. I don't know where she had a lot of money. Um, I guess, Harry. Yeah, because I kept seeing her ads on the, she had a lot of money on the TV. And I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. So I know, but they were ticks. Her ass made me feel like we were in New York. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, her, her ads just look. Sound like I'm she gonna, was a New Yorker. I didn't feel uh, like she was Connecticut. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea about the lady, so I'm not gonna say anything. But I will say this: she didn't feel like she was Connecticut. I, she didn't feel New York either, but she feels out of place in this environment. So I don't know how that's going to play. Um, oh, she's going to lose, but she got a lot of money. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to tell you something, Harry. If I'm as rich as these people, you think I'm going to spend my time running for office? I'm sorry. You think I'm going to spend my money? <laughs> well, well, Babs, what, when you have money, um, what else do you want? You usually want power to go along with it. Right. No, 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 no. You know what I want? Peace and quiet and baby to travel the world without that's, problem. That's you. <laughs> that's Think you I want to spend my money on a campaign? Uh, I mean, look at Linda McMahon, who was just throwing billions. money. I, I mean, you really, Harry. I. You know what? These people don't really have anything to do. That's they what just I'm want, saying, so. they want. They want another trophy. Right. It's just, they're like, okay, you know, the power that I wield over the people I have under me right now, that's not enough. Now I need a state. <laughs> you know? So and, it is. Sometimes, like sometimes it's a whole country. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, so you, you always have to look at their motivation. I have no idea about this lady. I just saw her ads. And her ads just didn't fit for me here. Now, how I'll, I'll listen to her platform later and, and decide in the election. Really, the person I want to vote for can't run right now, right? Which is Susan Bicewitz, right? She's already, she's already in office. Yeah, but, you know, that's who I really want to be governor. Um, well, you'll get that chance some at some point. I like Susan. I think everybody like we. I like her too. You know, so that's the one I would. But, but I have no idea. Honestly, I haven't listened to much of anybody yet, since I, you know, I'm not a primary voter because I'm unaffiliated. Um, I'll start listening. Now, as like as of right now, I'll start listening to what's going on. But uh, I, I mean, I but it, it kind of went the way I expected it to go. Um, I don't know what I thought. I mean, I don't, I don't really pay much attention to the GOP, except that I thought except that, that one. I, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect that either because I, I just felt like people duck her. like she was in office for a good while and she had a good yeah good 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 base so i don't i don't understand this 
I don't understand this other. I don't understand this Levy person. I don't. I don't. I don't see where that came from. I don't know. But Paul has know, to. Paul has to explain that one. Yeah, because I, I don't. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and and it makes even less sense to me that it's in Connecticut. Not that I think Connecticut is the bastion of liberal anything, because I think we're closer to Republicans than we are to Democrats. But you know, yeah, I I think that's right, Paul. I think it's all about Trump too, um, because he endorsed he he endorsed her at the last minute, right? And then the next thing you know, it just was everywhere, oh, yeah. like. I was oh, like, I did, oh. I, yeah, I didn't know he he had endorsed her, but I mean, still, it's Connecticut. I don't, it still doesn't. Yeah, but there's a lot of Trump people here too, like obviously, because yeah, his endorsement but, made a difference for her. I mean, it did because beyond I mean, that, when, nobody was like in her. I, I know, I know, Paul's offline, but let me ask Paul. Yeah, was there was there a spike in? voters this year Paul is that what happened to I I, I can't say her name Clarice Cler- whatever her name is Clarides Clarides yeah that one um was there like a, a spike in Trump voters that came out and knocked her off yes her? soon as she got the soon as she got the nomination uh, it it was a tiny turnout too. I I agree with you, Paul. I do think though. Um, I think I think, and I'm not in the Republican Party, but if I'm a Republican person and I it, I don't like Trump, but I'm too afraid to say I don't like Trump, which I, I don't know where that is. I, that couldn't be me on on any level for any reason. But for the folks who feel like they can't wrestle their party back from Trumpism or Trump. Um, they're going to have to figure out a way to band together uh, because a, a, a candidate like Caridis should not have lost. Just on just on merit, she shouldn't have yeah, lost. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird one. Um, like, she just shouldn't have lost, Harry. Like It makes no sense. Honestly, <laughs> like, that would make no sense. What? <laughs> this being Connecticut, look, I, I, I speak to a lot of liberals, a lot of... Um, so-called Republicans and um, conservatives, and I, I just don't see this state leaning towards Trump. So it's weird. Well, it already is. Listen, if a woman like Clarice can't win in Connecticut, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's that weird. says, and it shows we, we it, in for we in for we in for a ride, man. Yeah, yeah, it does show. Uh, there's a huge, especially what's going on all these these last few days, the the motivation um, of the right, the Democrats have to find a way to match it. it you yeah, know, I always felt uh, that way, Harry. I always felt that way, but not match it in the vitriol and the lying. You can't you can't win like that. But what you what you can do, they got to make a decision. They gotta they gotta be like. Listen, I, they, you know what they gotta be? They gotta be like Liz Cheney. Win or lose, I'm going with the truth. Win or lose, I'm going with the truth. And and until they are willing to to do that part, until they're willing to sort of, because you know, I this is what I think happened, Harry. Like this is how we got Trump. People think, oh, he can't possibly win. 
So therefore, I feel confident that my neighbors and everybody else who will vote, you know, I, I, I don't have to work that hard to get the vote out because I because because people will vote and they'll they'll vote. I think that's how people thought for Claritas. I think people thought, well, you know, she she makes sense for Connecticut. Let's it'll be fine. Let's. And then they wake up and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, that's weird. She didn't win? Are you kidding me? Why didn't she win? Like, what? I don't know. I just, I, that's just very telling to me that a woman like her, with her, with her, I mean, she's been in the, the state, she's been in the state for a long time doing good stuff. I don't, well, I, you know, I, 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 I and, think... and she's a Republican I like. <laughs> well, and I also think that um, what's the Bob um, what's his name? The uh, guy running for, for governor, Stefanowski. 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 Um, I think he's blocking her path. I think she she's the type of person who will run for governor of Connecticut since she's so embedded. Um, but I think he's blocking her he was he blocked her path there so she was going this i don't think there was any way she was going to win against blumenthal anyway i don't think anybody's going to win. no oh no i'm not thinking about that part i'm just thinking about from the just strictly on the gop tip you know and what's going on in their party you know i i know one thing they're gonna have some come to jesus conversations in the next (laughs) i know i'm gonna gather somewhere Come to Jesus meeting about what they're gonna do, how they're gonna move forward. I I know Republicans all over this country gotta be figuring out, all right, how we gonna what we gonna do, how we gonna do, you know. Um well, well here's the thing, the the temperature went up, right? And they're more more motivated than ever. And so it's now how are the Democrats gonna match it? Um and you know, um, oh geez, I, her name is spelled so weird. It's Julia, right? That's always a common thing. Yeah, it's not spelled weird. It's Italian, Julia. <laughs> the spelling is just weird. Anyway, it's not so weird, she... Harry. That's just spelled in Italian. That's <laughs> calling people's names weird. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Julia. <laughs> it makes me want to say Gulia, you know, like so. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so she that's, says her you know partner, why? That's because you spend a lot of time in phonics. See, I when know, you learn phonics, that's what uh, I'm hooked on phonics, Babs. <laughs> well, but the so, GU makes the J sound. I get it. <laughs> um, so she says her partner lives in a town with a competition for the biggest Trump flag. <laughs> so, <gasps> is that is that Guilford? <laughs> yeah, where's that? <laughs> Where is I that? I saw a big Trump sign in Guilford, Harry. And I was crashing my car. I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> That's like when I drove. On my way driving, to Andrew's house. When I was driving to South Carolina, and it's like the biggest I, you know, flag I've ever seen in my life, Confederate flag. So I, mean, I expected in South, South Carolina. Carolina. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect it on the shoreline. <laughs> Expected on the Connecticut shoreline, or maybe, or maybe that's, or maybe I should, Harry. Oh, like, she, maybe she, we should expect it, right? That North Haven Wallingford line. Oh, oh yeah, because that's that's where the the former head of the lives. Oh, you're breaking up, Babs. 
Am yeah. I? Yeah. Do you freeze or not? You're good. All right. I see my my bars. My bars are at two. Yeah. Julia says it's a different world outside of New Haven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> From where you come from. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna um we're gonna you know, we're just gonna press on. I, I didn't look at any of the election stuff. Actually, I, I went to sleep early yesterday. Um watching the, the baseball game I was watching. Um I, I, I pulled up the independent this morning because I knew um they would have all the they'd have the rundown with the rundown. Yeah, so. I, I hate going to sleep early because then I'm up at four. Doesn't work for me, but it is what it is. Well, you know, your body said, I want to go to bed now. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but it, it's shocking to hear that Levy won. I, honestly, I, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a, a landslide, honestly. But I guess Connecticut is surprising. I don't know what happened in the rest of the country. I, I know there were primaries in different places, but yeah, I I I uh I think some people won who should have won. I think there's some people who lost. Um I didn't really take a deep dive in either because I was at the um I was at Karen's party and then when I came home, I don't think I watched any news. I think I got home just as the news was going off, so I so I didn't catch anything. And when I got up this morning, um, I don't know, I turned my TV on late. I try to turn my TV on a little bit early every morning so I could catch Connecticut local news before it goes into, you know, like, good morning. That kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I... I, I, uh, I tell you what freaked me all the way out, Harry. Go ahead, go ahead. What? You, yeah, I'll you tell you froze, what freaked you me froze, all the way out. That, you froze that, there a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I think I think I froze because I froze froze like I did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I watched. Um, I was paying attention to the woman in California who was driving her car too fast, driving her car fast. The nurse and she crashed into. Oh, she killed six, six people, people and a baby. Yeah, Harry, that was awful. I watched the somebody had it on video. You know, you know how they have cameras everywhere to capture it. That was awful. And then she was in court the next, you know, she was in court several days after because she was in the hospital. It just looks so. Yes, yeah, it was bad, but um, man, it's, it, it's so hard. Vehicular, I know they want to charge her with homicide and stuff like that. Um, well, she's charged with murder. Yeah, so. Six counts. Yeah, so it's like those things are so difficult. I mean, if she was intoxicated or something like that, it's a totally different thing, but, and I, you know, it, it's a hard thing to charge somebody when, when they make a mistake, but. She's so I, I mighty fast, Harry. I know it's She's driving short. fast. I, you know what, fast we all drive fast. <laughs> yeah, but drive fast and run through lights and stop signs. That's, no, a, I know. that's a different vibe. It's just hard for me to get, and I get it. Get, I would say manslaughter, 
at a different, you got to go at a different level for me because none of it is intentional. Um, I think they I would know. argue that if you drive that level, you intend to hurt somebody. Really? I don't, I don't drive a hundred. So I don't know what it is no, to drive a hundred, over a hundred miles per hour on I don't a either. city street. I, I actually read so, an article recently if I where I do that. I feel like if I do that, Harry, I, I feel like I either want to hurt myself or hurt somebody. I just can't imagine trying to drive over 100 miles per hour on the city street. I think no. about New Haven. I was like, where the hell would I do that? Like, where, where am I going in New Haven that I would drive 100 <laughs> miles per hour? No, only if there was, you know, you had to get to the hospital because your kid's in the hospital or something. Yeah. And she is no. a nurse. So I don't know. I so, guess the whole story will unfold. I mean, yeah. I, listen, I don't, I'm not on the locker up, throw away the key bandwagon. I feel like there's something underneath this that has caused this other than her just being stupid and reckless. Right. Um, but there's so, there's so much stupid and reckless driving. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that I there's a lot of cases where they get away with it. Um, so I, I just I need to read more of the case. I, you're right. I, we need to let the story unfold so, you know, we could better comment on it. But it's just I, I just feel it's just a hard, horrible thing. I just yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just I just it just. It just breaks my heart. That's yeah. I think that's the overarching issue on both sides for the people who lost their lives, you know, and and yeah, for her yeah. because she got to live with all those bodies on her brain, right? Like, right? Because I I don't know. I I have to read it. Are they charging her with murder or manslaughter? Because no murder. Murder is you have to have intent to kill somebody like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyway. So I'll, I'll read up on it later because it makes no sense to me. Um, I understand they want to throw the book at some people, make examples of them. I get it. And I think, I, you know what, I think this is an emotional thing, but I mean, I... I and I'm sure the families, you know, want it. And I, I get that too. Um, because a lot of times the these DAs are consulting with the family on what charges to bring and stuff like that. It's hard, Harry. This this woman, you know, the the woman with the baby, and you know, no, I, just, I mean, I, I get all of the tragedy of of each side, and and I'm not taking away from the people, you know, the families who are suffering right now. Um, I just think you know you have to look at intent, you know. <laughs> So you, you just can't throw huge charges at people because you're upset. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I listen, neither one of us are attorneys, so we don't know what's going right, on. Right, we right. don't know what they know, whatever. So uh, so I imagine uh, that they thought long and hard. I, I don't think they just said, you know what, this feels so bad. Let's just throw murder charges. Or maybe they did. I don't I don't know. I just I, my point is this down to, to manslaughter. Maybe they'll come up with a plea this way it doesn't go to trial and she'll do some time on manslaughter but geez tragedy it's painful yeah yeah 
very, very painful. So I, I don't, I, I don't wish that. And then they caught the, they think they caught the guy who might be doing those serial killings of Muslim men in oh, they Texas. Well, they, yeah, they got a, well, a suspect, a suspect. And they think he's done more than just these four. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I thought serial killers was on break. <laughs> no, no, no. COVID opened the country up. Now they're back. I thought, I thought people, I thought serial killers was like, there's too many cameras out here. We can't, we can't be undercover. And you sure enough, Harry, you know the that they will catch you. You know that they they're part of the protesting group to open up because they're like, hey, listen, my work is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get no good bodies. What? What is going on? Yep. Like, and, and then especially with all the cameras around, right? So they need they need more people on the highways on this. They you know they. Their work is harder these days. They have to get around. That's, that's, that's what I mean. I read that article and I was like, who thinks of this? <laughs> like, who, who thinks who thinks of this? Like, what? So. I mean, like, if you, were, if you were a soldier, right? I mean, not if you were a soldier. If you were a serial killer, the best thing for you to do is to actually become like a Navy SEAL or something this way you specialize in your craft, but it's legal. Oof. Right? Don't let them hear you say that. I'm not no, look, I'm not throwing shade on our military. I, I love them, but I'm saying if you have a natural instinct to kill, you should actually drive that instinct to try to do good with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, I feel like killing people. Let okay. Me, let me try to stay on the right side of the law while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, Harry. <laughs> Just saying. The, the views expressed by Harry Jones are not necessarily the views of Love Babs, Love Talk. You know, you know, we have, you. you know, we have CIA hitmen and all that stuff that go around the world. So. Do we? Do we, Harry? Do we? I mean, no. I mean. I take it back. No, no. <laughs> no, we don't have anything well, like that. Well, what we have is diplomats. <laughs> <laughs> I take yeah. it back. We we err on the side of diplomacy, Harry. Uh-huh. We don't have black ops. <laughs> and, then when, and then when diplomacy fails, we just, yeah. We Go back on. in and talk some more. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Harry. I'm sad. We we are the we are the we are the country of diplomacy. At every at every measure, my computer is just jacked. I don't even know how it got. Now it's just a plain white screen. Well, you you got to let it play out. Anyway, <laughs> I guess. I mean it. Cool. it in other news, Babs, you know Serena Williams is retired. Yes, I saw that. The best tennis player of woman. all times, of man all time. or woman. I don't, don't want to go there, but you know, <laughs> man or woman, best greatest of all time. 
but um, there's just just nobody who's gonna catch him. No, um, somebody will, Harry. Somebody will. I mean, I'm, well, records I don't think, are meant to be broken. Not in our lifetime. This, I, she, I, I think I think she no. Yeah, in our lifetime, Harry. Come on. No, she's been tennis. so dominant. Not... She's been so dominant, Harry. Other people are d- gonna come through and be dominant too. You know. Serena, and, and by the way, I saw Serena. I I met Serena, and of course, her father shooed me off. <laughs> but <laughs> when it was the when she played at the Pilot Pen. Uh huh. And I was working for the Greater New Haven Cha- Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce, and I welcomed her in. And her father, I was talking to Serena and Venus. And her father shooed me away, like, "What? What are you going to talk to my daughters? Back up!" And I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I He's remember being a good dad. <laughs> He's being a good dad. He was being a good dad. I wasn't being a predator or nothing like that. I was just like, I know, but you don't know that. You don't know you, Harry. <laughs> I know, I know. He's like, I see this little Puerto Rican boy. I see you. <laughs> uh, get back, Poppy. Get back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I mean, you know, she wants to, you know, I think she said she wanted to grow her family and do other things. Well, she, you know, she can't. She's like, she wants to expand. She wants to expand her family again, and she doesn't. She says she doesn't want to be pregnant and be worried about sports or anything like that. So, um, you know, more power to her. I mean, and that's and that's unique to women. Like that is unique to women making those kinds of decisions about our careers. Do I have a baby now? Well, I'm at the top of my game. You know, how long do I stay at the top of my game? But I want another child. Do I have time for another child? Can I get it in? Can I? I mean, that's real stuff. Because then yeah. you have to decide if you're going to make the, all the rounds in tennis, right? The U.S. Open, Wimbledon, all the things. Australian Open. You got to do all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then to stay at that level for so long is amazing. You know, so, and just imagine the the amount of work she has to put into the, her preparation to to play at that level all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So more power to her. I'm I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. 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 I uh, you know, and I love the way she said it. You know, I like the way she said. I'm I'm evolving from tennis. Yeah, yeah. That's I thought that was really interesting to say. You know what? And she's gonna be around, Harry, because you know they'll ask her to come be commentary and uh, yeah. Um. Uh, you know, show up to stuff. I mean, she's always gonna be. You know, like if Tiger Woods retires, same thing. They still tickets still still go high when he's on the even if he don't win harry all he gotta do all you gotta do is see tiger Woods. same thing with her now that she's going to the u.s open you know tickets have damn near sold out oh no they people want to see her in these last moments babs the tickets went from 35 dollars to seven thousand so imagine that (laughs) you said seven thousand yeah seven thousand they went from 35 let me tell you something 
if I had a pair of $35 tickets, I'm selling one for seven. I, know. <laughs> I don't care who's the next. I was like, listen, I can't give you the pair, but I can give you the one. <laughs> I don't know. I would have to, you just have probably, to sit next to me. I probably have to give up the pair because $7,000, that's a good chunk. No, Harry, I'll take the 7000 but I got to see her too, right? Like, <laughs> I got to see her too. Like, I got to be in the space too. So wherever she goes, so whatever this year is for her, you better go buy your tickets so you can see her play one last time. Yeah. I mean, you'll see her play after this. You know, she'll do, I bet you she'd do some charity stuff. I mean, she already does that, but she could, she could just do that without a whole lot of effort. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, playing exhibitions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, show up to little tennis camps and all that around the world. And, and people will be like, because, you know, she's young. So, you know. Yep, she, she, she's, still a, she's still a very young lady. So. And she wants to, if she wants to expand her family, Harry, because her kid is, what, five? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, she's, I mean, she deserves, look, she deserves to get whatever she wants. This lady is amazing at the at the top, the tippity top of the game. Okay, so whatever she wants, I mean, we should all just be happy that we got to see her play. Yeah, so, you know. So I mean, she more power to her. Um, and then also in in sad news, Olivia Newton John. That's... Oh, I know. You're the one that I want. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Honey, you're the one that I want. You're yeah. all I need. I mean, that's she's one of, you know. And they my, never found her partner. Remember her partner went crushes. missing? The what? Her partner, remember her partner went missing a decade ago? They never oh. found him. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. No, so she's been she fought um breast cancer for decades. a long time. You know, so I, I feel like like she beat it because when they're talking about 30 years, it's like wow. So she actually won this war because she got more out of life than was expected. So yeah. I mean, yeah. that's one of the, the, the things of people with cancer that they're, they're always fighting. You're always scared it's going to come back. You're, it's just a rough thing. Um, but, but uh, you know, one of my childhood crushes. And you know what? Lamont Dozier passed, too, who was part of the Holland Dozier Holland um, team for Motown. So all those Motown songs that I love, yeah. you know, he was responsible for... Uh, for 90 percent of them so he just passed he was 81 years old so i was like okay so i i would love to do a proper tribute to him um we'll see how we could do that because you know i'm a huge motown fan and uh you know yeah yeah so and, yeah and i just want to say because i see um Angel said, oh, you're out of hiding. Whenever I'm not on the show, it's not my fault. The same. <laughs> oh, my I, God, with this. I've either been suspended 
or uninvited. <laughs> One of and, and you know, and you know who you know who does all that? The station manager. I don't know. I want people to know the station manager does all that disciplinary stuff. Not That's the right. host of the show. <laughs> the host shows up every day. But well, we could we could just blame it on Paul. Yeah. Let's, well, let's blame Paul. Paul. Not the station manager. Let's blame Paul for for this and the rain, whatever. No, no, no. We're not we're not blaming Paul for this one. We gonna, this gonna put we're gonna put a squarely on the shoulders of the station manager. That's what we're gonna do. You know, I tell you, I, I text you. Gary Gates is coming on at ten fifteen. Yeah, he's gonna be our um our guest. You know, he runs that summer league for the New Hallville Corporation. Uh, and they've been doing this for 22 years, Harry, out their own pocket. You know, no grants, no, no, you know, just doing this, having a place for kids to, you know, a summer league all summer long, every Sunday in August. And, uh, you know, it's like when you in New York, Harry, when you go to the, when you go to the, the um, was it the Rucker Games? What is it? The, um, yeah, I forgot what the name of it is, but yeah, I know the summer league that they have. So yes, so it's got that how many, to it. How many years? Twenty-two. Oh my god! Yeah. Some people are just good. Some people are way better than me. <laughs> they just commit. You know, they just want to. They just want to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just want to do it. Do what's right. I'm like, okay. So God bless him. So anyway, he's my guest this morning. Because the New Heaven Independent did a wonderful uh, piece on it. Maya McFadden went and uh, hung out for the day that Sunday and watched the game, took some great pictures. It's the cover of uh, of the Inner City right now. I didn't bring a copy with me, uh, but it's on the cover of the Inner City. And uh, it's a great story of, of them, uh, about who they are and what they do and what they hope to do and all the things that they do um, outside of the, the summer league. So, you know. And you know I'm not here Thursday, Friday. Uh, I'm leaving for Martha's Vineyard tomorrow. Wait, that's, that's this week. Yeah, so I'll be back Monday, but I'm out tomorrow and Friday. Okay. And then I'm here all next week, and then the following week, Harry, I'm at Martha's Vineyard for the back week. Back on vacation. Back so, on. <laughs> so, uh, when are you meeting with the Obamas? I might see them. Uh, I might see them Friday night. Or Saturday, they're still on the island. They're still there, right? They they spend. The yeah, they're still there because they 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 spoke at the um the Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. So and they I think they screened the film um, Descendants, mm. uh, which I I want to see. And then Tyler Perry is there too because he's he's screening a film. Um, so there's a bunch of people there screening films at the moment. Um, so, so yeah. You know, I looked at the the movie you talked about yesterday, the um the Predator one, Prey. Yes, Harry, we have oh. got to watch it. I haven't seen it, but look, beautiful Harry, that's woman. That's our in, kind of movie. Beautiful woman in face paint. <laughs> it just it just does it for me. Oh Lord, Harry, I just cannot believe you just go straight for the talent. <laughs> straight to the talent. I I just like this. I I was a huge fan of the Predator franchise. 
I love I love the Predator franchise, Harry. Yeah. You know, you I know, love it. You know, there's a, a a couple more that than the ones you name. Um, it's it it's a bigger franchise than than the. No, I only think it's three, right? Right. No, because I I know there was one with um. Oh, geez, who's the actor? The Italian actor with the nose. Um, um, the Italian actor with the nose. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger is the first one. <laughs> um, Danny Glover was the second one. I don't know. Uh, Sanaa Lathan was the third one. I don't know of any other ones. Uh, you might want to do a little look, but um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to watch it because, listen, first of all, Harry, these are indigenous people, right? Carrying this movie, right? So I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, that's so I'm, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. What are the other ones? Seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> what are they called? And who's in them? I you know, I think they, they went B movies for a while, you know. Wait, hold on. This this list can't be right. This is just too many movies. Yeah, I don't think that's right. That might be cartoons or something or animation or some old thing. Yeah, you have Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, then <laughs> Predator 2, then Predators, then The Predator, then Alien versus Predator. Yeah, so there's a few. But who's in those? Jeez, who's the Italian actor? Because sometimes movies can have the same name and not be of the same franchise. Okay, it's seven. S- seven with the recent one. Right? Predator, Predator 2, Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Predator, Requiem, Predators, The Predator, and now Prey. Huh. Um, now I got to go and look for these, Harry, because I do not recall those. Yeah. That's that's giving me Ajita. Jeez, and I can't think of the actor's name for the one movie I'm remembering. Mm. Well, I'm gonna see Prey because I like that kind of stuff. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be too too uh, scary for you, Babs. I see. I don't mind. I don't mind those kind of movies. I tell you, Harry, I don't like supernatural movies. <laughs> I don't like them super, you know, where it's ghost and the supernatural. I, I don't like that stuff. I find that stuff crippling. So so Angel said Prey was good. Um, well, oh, he saw it already? Yeah, he saw it already. So, and I remember the first Predator, I think it was um, Jean-Claude Van Damme who played the Predator. Of course, you don't see him, but um, so it's, it's interesting how they had him play and he was in the suit. Are you sure, Harry? I don't yeah. think that sounds even like anything he would do. <laughs> I'll, look at, I'll look that up too. Yeah, look that up. Because it might be just a different movie. With the, It might be the same name, but a different movie. Because that happens too, on the, especially on the B side. Because um, when I looked it up, there was only three in the Predator franchise, but I was like, okay, let me make sure I'm 
I'm saying this. Since I'm on my phone, I can't really look. <laughs> oh, it, it, look, it says here that he was the original Predator, but he was fired off the first movie set. Who? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Really? What do you got to do to get fired off a DM? <laughs> you in costume. What are you doing? <laughs> maybe, maybe he was you know, challenging Arnold. Arnold, don't play that. Well, anyway, but I, you know, I, it, this was before he, he was. That's might have just called him. But it was before okay. he was famous, so it was like. I think they probably would have liked him because he's, you know, athletic and he's a martial artist. So that would have probably made sense. But I think it was the black guy that they put in that costume. Uh... So anyway. Yeah, it's a call letter, so we we got to go to a PSA and uh, take a break. And we come back. We got uh, Gary Gates from uh, New Hallville Corporation. So hopefully, I could get my other stuff up. We'll see. But in the meantime, let's uh, let's take a break. Yep. Let me uh, cue the music. You're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on W. HLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. We'll be right back. Let me play. Let, let's do this PSA and we'll be right back. <laughs> do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. For all of us.
This is Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. This is the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk, and I am pleased and delighted to be talking to Gary Gates. Hey, Gary hey. Gates. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, you look very preppy sharp. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. So <laughs> I I know you because you do this. Um, when I moved over here three years ago, uh, I would see you and, and your and guy three two other guys or a couple other guys um, um, pa- packing his truck full of grills and potted porta potties and all this stuff. And you said, "Hey, we're playing basketball down there. If you ever come down or whatever, whatever." I could hear the whistles and stuff from the porch. So then finally, this pa- couple of weeks ago, I said, "Listen." This, what, how do you do this? Like, what do you do? How do you do this? And you were like, we've been doing this for 22 years and out our own pocket. I was like, what? So tell me about, tell me this story, Gary. How did this get started? Well, being a kid growing up in New Orleansville, there was always some kind of tradition playing at Bassett Park. Um, a guy by the name of Dave Durham was one of the uh, gentlemen that, you know, he was he would open the gym up at Jackie Robinson. Also, he would have games over at Lincoln Bassett School during the summertime to keep the kids active. It wasn't as much as what we're doing, but it was similar. So I kind of carried on tradition after he passed away, God rest his soul, um, with that same analogy to help people in the community. So I started out with just a grill, something simple, uh, and just a few friends who had an idea. But by the time five years passed around, it became a whole, like, oh my God, the community actually loves this. They need this. Um, and again, you know, sometimes you don't know what your path is until you're actually in it. So, <laughs> so by the time I looked up, I was who I was supposed to be. So then we just carried on tradition. Again, like I said, it's been 22 years now almost. Um, it's a fun thing. The community loves it. Um, again, yes, we did do it out of our own pocket. Um, it was simple in the beginning. You know, today prices are different. So, you know, it's a little <laughs> little bit more, you know, this, that, and the third. But, yeah, it was um, it was a tedious progress. And it was all worth it. So how do you get these kids? How do the kids find you? And, and, and tell okay. me the, the setup of this, of the program. And so it started out with me being an AAU coach for Connecticut, New Haven basketball. 
And okay. uh, I knew a lot of the youth. And I knew a lot of the youth. This was 22, three years ago. So I, I knew a lot of the youth already. So um, when, when I decided to, you know, utilize them as a part of it, I started with like a kid's camp in the mornings from like 10 to 1. And then I would have the, uh, the older adults and teenagers play from 1 to 7. And um, as the years passed, these same kids became the kids that I have today actually running the teams and being a part of it as far as playing as well. And what I did in between that time was I built a program that would have them operable uh, for six weeks, um, from the second week of July to the second week in August, we would have a basketball tournament in between those six weeks and then do an end community day, which would be on the last day. And over the time, the community just started to give me so much support from different angles that everything I actually needed was already sitting in my community. I just had to find out and make a connection and get a network with these people. And then eventually I would be able to run the program a little bit better. Um, so that's where I'm at now. Uh, I'm in the process of, we did do a program, uh, I say about maybe pros before COVID. We started at 660 Winchester Avenue and we were doing a program over there called I Lead. Um, it was an acronym. It stood for uh, eventually leading intelligent assets directly into success so that was our thing and when we did that we we had a nice turnout of young men and young kids but overall we were building the program so now that we're post-covid we have to get back to that so that's mm -hmm. what we're so right now what we're doing is building upon the steps that we originally it's like we're starting almost all over again you know, because of this COVID thing, people are afraid to let their kids in any kind of environment like that. So my kid program kind of suffered um, in the last two years because of that. But again, I'm, I'm a fighter, man. I'm going to dig down and keep going. So yeah, the program is going to be a lot more better, I would say. I would give it another five years before you see me looking like, oh my God, I remember this guy. <laughs> so so the, the summer league that you run on, on Sundays at the, at the park, um, what, what's the age range of these kids? Cause I, I see you had some professional athletes out there and. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I, uh, what I'll take the age groups from high school to about, uh, I would say 35. I even have a 55 out there playing actually, believe it or not. And he's my, he's the oldest player in the league. When he retires, we're giving him a ceremony and everything. Like, believe it. So <laughs> he's been in there that long. Um, so yes, the age ranges are from about 15, maybe 16 on up. So when we were coming up as young men in the communities, um, in the black community at that, we would, play the older guys will let some of the younger guys play if you were good enough but what mm -hmm. it did for your game what it did for your basketball game is when you got back to college or high school you will have an inner city toughness that you can bring along with you and it'd be part of your you know you're part of your resume so that's what that was about mixing the talent up okay so so all these teams, do they get to decide what teams they are? Like, how do they decide who plays against who? Okay, so I set the format up like we do, like the NBA kinds of set theirs up. I have about 10 to 14 GMs that I call them, guys that run these teams. Now, some years it fluctuates. It goes from 10, it goes to 14. Right now I'm at 10. Again, we're post-COVID, so I'm reestablishing this all over again. 
So right now I have 10 guys who I choose to pick people from throughout the city or wherever you can get them from. And then you put them <laughs> on the teams. So I won't have to do the legwork. All the players already know me anyway. So, but I choose a certain core of people to get this done that way. I won't have to search the city myself and I'm involving every other person that has connections to every section of town and places that I can't reach. So I'm like extending my arm by having that set up. So after I do that, I, I was going to ask you about, do these kids come from all parts of the city? Yeah. They're off all, all over the city. All parts of the city. And that's the trick between on an adult backstory. That's the trick. If I can get the kids throughout the city to play with each other and they know each other and for six weeks on the seventh week, I can rest. If you understand what I'm trying to tell you. So yeah. I'm doing the work. <laughs> I'm doing the work to make us as a people understand that. And I think this is lack of communication, lack of unity within the city of these youth where you'll see the violence occurring. So if you tie them together in an atmosphere that they find fun, but you're also enveloping something that's going to profit them in the long run, then you'll see them at least last for six weeks until it's time to go get, you know, back to school. So my job is to carry them from when they get out of school to when they go back to school. Yeah. Which would be late August. So I'm kind of just playing my part and it works out great. I love it. So do they get this? Do they get, um, uh, do they get prizes? Do they get trophies? What do they get out of this? Like, okay, what's, the, so what's, the, the, what's the bragging rights? <laughs> okay, so we give out a big gold, you know, it's not real gold, but we give out a big gold trophy every year. Um, and it's more pride than anything in the, in the city because it's like the toughest thing as far as basketball. So it's an un, untouchable element that's really the prize, but the trophy is the physical version of it. Also, we give out community plaques for uh, people that have done for our community over the years that people probably forgot about, you know, uh, you know, or today that may be doing something. So we got a combination of awards when we give out with this, with that ceremony. Oh yeah. We have a big ball gold trophy, bragging rights, um, you know, whatever you need. And let's not stop there because one year I did, uniforms for everyone I was you know utilizing the the, the funding and I was uh, I had done uniforms with everybody and I gave out MVP trophies I gave out all the kids trophies like so wherever my funding is I'll be able to go extra so that's really what it is for me I love it so so all boys no girls I started with girls um no really girls are yeah, I started with girls. I had the girl mixed in some of the games with the with the guys. But as I got into it a little bit further, girls started to drift away from playing basketball outside. So I lost that element. But this Sunday coming, I will have a girls game being played at four o'clock. So you're welcome to come down the street and see that. Yeah. So I'm trying oh to get gosh. back to where we were by utilizing, you know, these last six weeks to kind of just put everything that I did at one point into one day and then work on it as we go. So how did you decide on Lincoln Bassett Park? How did you decide on that? Is that the only well, court in town or? No, no. Well, for again, we started out as a more of a community thing. So my work started with the inner portion of Newhallville. 
the Reed Street section, the Winchester Ave section, the um, Sheffield section, the Dixwell section, um, the down near the Rotary section. I started using kids from those because we started to have a problem within our community first. So I started to use the kids within our communities to build the teams. And then they would pull their friends in. Now these kids that were arguing with each other two weeks ago are now playing basketball against each other. So as the years grew and the people throughout the city heard about it, I started to now, you, again, you don't know who you are until it happens. So then I started to utilize what the other people were doing around the city and bring those kids in because they wanted to be a part. Now, because New Haven, we need this unity in this age group in order for them to actually be able to see each other without being a basketball game. We see each other in West Haven, or we see each other in Hamden. It shouldn't be a violent moment. You know what I mean? And I think that's lack of time around each other. Repetition is key. So that's where I'm winning at with that. So does anybody ask you about how you are so successful with these children? How, how are you? I mean, everybody's trying to figure out what to do with young people and how to engage them and how to stop the violence. And you've been doing this for so long. Like, what, what is the secret sauce, Gary? You'll never get it. <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, the sauce is just, you got to really be who you are. It, you know, so many times with politics, especially where we are today, everything is half and half. They mean it and they don't mean it. So, you know, you're trying to get in office, you don't want to get in office. What I understood about New Hallville area, uh, the Asthma Street area, uh, the uh, Rockview area, and even portion of Hamden is this majority uh, African-American. And we have a big vote in this state. I know that. So what I try to inform our people is, let's be mindful of what we're doing. We wanna set a precedent and a standard. So when we do come to the table and say to these people, look, we need to, let's just say, get our park redone over. We need some things done here. They won't look at us from a standpoint of, we couldn't do it ourselves. So that's what my main focus was. Prove to the city that we as a community can operate as a longstanding by itself. We don't need your funding to operate. So the secret sauce for me is that people respect that moment. They understand that I'm a reality check. I really mean what I'm doing. And also I'm a kid from the community that had the same struggles as these guys. I mean, a short and brief story on myself. My mom's- I'm gonna ask you, tell me, tell me your story about who you are. So um, again, um, I'm, a I'm, a, I'm a kid from a, I'm sorry. I'm a young man from a young mother. She had me at 16. Um, I live with every family member. Um, because she had a drug addiction. Um, I didn't know my father until I was 21. Um, I live with several other families that were connected to my families. That's still family to me to this day. I lived in the hill for a portion of time. I lived in Church Street South for a portion of time. So my connection, the jungle, before it was all of that, names and yes, all of that. before lived, it was all of that, yes. I lived in Diego Court. I, oh, I lived I in Christopher Green. <laughs> right. So I know I, you, I probably know you without knowing you, in other words. Lehigh was still up. I went to Prince. I went to Welt Janix. I went to, I went to Prince, and then I went to Gold Street. Okay, see? See? So we got something in common here. So that's what I'm saying. So my worth, um, I just kind of summed it all up, being a kid from New Hallville. Again, I had the struggles of every 
community member that grow up there through poverty, it got different kind of weapons. So you don't know which one you're gonna fall under. By the time I realized that I was a different kid, I was about 15, 16. I was very talented. I went to Eli Whitney for fashion. I learned how to sew for four years. I went to Eli Whitney too. Uh, see, we got more in common. <laughs> so, so that, but I, but you know, so that's why I chose to, you know, think of myself as an entrepreneur. So coming from the streets and combining all the street knowledge versus what I had learned in a, you know, vocational school and my worth in the community from everybody knowing me and go, you know what? This kid is genuine. He really, he's a kid that had the same struggle as us. His story is identify. I can identify with the words that he's saying. So I can, I can let him speak for me in some aspects because I know that he understands and I know his reality. So, and I didn't abuse that during any time. So by the time I got about 20, 25, I had a few kids, you know, you know, going through that midlife, I decided to go to barber school. And by the year, by the year 2000, I opened up a barbershop. I opened up on Dixon Avenue across from where, where the Highwood was at one point. Um, and this was at five years after I was already working on Dixon Avenue as a barber for someone else. So speeding up to this day, I'm now a barbershop owner of 22 years later. And, uh, entrepreneur who's also up a clothing line. I've utilized the fashion. I opened up a store on Dixwell two doors down called New Haven Apparel. So I could utilize my words as for somebody else utilizes me. You understand what I'm saying? So um, over this period of time, that's what I've become. And I just use that same method to get every job done from the nonprofit, from the store to the barbershop. I utilize my worth, where I came from, what I have, what the people I know, I don't have enemies. Everybody likes me. So, you know, I get that kind of, you know what? He's all right, guy. So I don't know if you can buy what I have in the store. I don't think you can order this on Amazon. I think you have to be authentic. It has to really be the people choosing you. And then it's something you move from there. So why are you continuing to do this work? What, what is it about this work that keeps you connected to this community and to these young people? Okay, being a talented kid myself, I realized that if, especially in a type of community that we have, we don't have, <clears throat> we don't have a facility where our kids can go and do these kind of things, uh, play basketball, have fun, entertain each other. We don't have feel unity within each other. So that's one of the portions. The reason why I do it is to help that element still occur. I want to carry on tradition for that. And secondly, I love sports. I love basketball. I love to see this. <laughs> This is exciting. My son was a two-port sport athlete. Um, he went to Hill House. He played football and basketball. He went to UNH on a free scholarship for his football talent. So I've all and I've coached this. This is a love that I have. Again, it may take away my family, even understands it. They see the value in what I'm doing. So they give me the moment and time to get this done. Now, I I, I may have felt through the years, oh Gary, this is the last summer, you're tired, you're getting older, da. da, da, da. But for some reason, the man upstairs got a different plan and I'm a part of the plan. And I've understood that over these years. So it's not a hard thing for me to get up and make this happen. I just get up and I'm paying attention to the universe and I'm keeping going. I'm doing what it's telling me to do. When it's time for my body to shut down and it's over, then I'll do that. But it's the inside, it's the heart. This is not, you can't do it and me 
at a political level if you're not going to have the people understand that you actually mean it. If you, I don't know if I'm really saying that to you how I really mean it, but that's Oh, right. no, I understand. Maybe it. that's it right there. Right. If you don't get the, if the people don't choose you, and that's any position, alderman, mayor, you know, anything. If the people doesn't don't choose you for that work, then what you're doing isn't going to work, especially if you don't mean it. If you have any hidden agenda and you're working with that mass of people, you think somebody's not going to smell that somewhere along the line? So you have to 100% and 10% overly. And, and it's just to the point whereas I didn't even know I was doing this sometime. I'll give you an example. We had a rain date one day. And I'm like, you know what? I know this rain is going to stop. Let me just get this broom and sweep this water off the court. Now, mind you, someone's across the street recording me the whole time, and I don't know this. So they put it up on the social media, and I'm getting all these comments about, yo, you, you know, I can't believe it. You still believed in the dream. Now, I don't see the moment how everybody else sees it because I'm actually doing it. I'm not looking for a social media reply to, to give me confidence that I'm doing it right. But that did show me one thing that how people opinion of you and how they see things is an actual fact. And if you mean it, they there was no negative comments within that. You see what I'm getting at? So it, for me, it was a, a, a moment of, you know what, keep going, keep pushing. This is, this is what it is. It takes this kind of work. Whereas, and then to top it all off, we end up having the rest of the day with sun. So. <laughs> so what do you, what do you want people to know about our kids? What do you want to know? Because our kids are, are, are working against a lot of barriers and, and the influence of drugs and guns is very much surrounding them. But what do you want people to know about these kids or our kids? Our kids are hidden gems. Uh, they have so many gifts and, and, and talents that can benefit this world if they have the, the, the alternatives to get there. We need financial literacy. We need better education. We need a, a better community involvement to what's going on with them. These little nuances, and not just saying them, but actually, again, actually doing them. As you see, I'm, I'm proof of what actually doing does. So I, that's the only evidence I can give you is myself. And that's my worth of telling you, if you do it, I guarantee you repetition will give you an advancement. But if you just sit back and say you're going to do these things just to get in office or do this, that, and the third, it's just not going to work. So I would say that what we need to know about our kids is they're hidden gems. They need to be uh, a part of society in a way where we're developing uh, a better version of a human for the next 20 years. These people are going to be running our future. They're going to be the people that's living in the houses that we sit on the porch right now or we go to for a friend's house or but these are going to be the people that's running these houses. If we don't give them the proper education to get to these next level, I'm telling you, they're going to fail. They're going to do like majority of my age group. I'm, from, I'm a 90s baby, 80s baby. And you know what kind of era that was. 50% of us ended up in jail and, and or died. I'm still dealing with death, like death to me, I'm almost stoned to it because I didn't see so much death happen from that time to now. So, you know, I'm trying to change that moment. And again, 
I couldn't outright let them know because they probably wouldn't be, you know, people got the kids and the youth have such a negative vibe that if you tell them exactly I'm helping you, they might run from you. So you just got to give them something that they're going yeah. to attach <laughs> to. You have to give them something that they're going to attach to and then run from there and involve everything after that. Once you have, like my clientele, I want to say with them, if over the six week is time, I'm probably dealing with a thousand different kids, you know, that, that two, maybe 200 of them I never met, you know, so it's, it's, it's work in progress. It's about saving them to a moment where we as a society can get financially situated, where we can put them in better. I'm saving them for the moment of the older people and the mayors to do their job. You know, I'm holding these people on so they can be alive, so they can fill the jobs that they have in the future coming. For God's sakes, Biden just signed a bill that can that's going to help everybody. Like, you know, there's there's a way like the building across the street from me, um, from where I'm at on Dixwell. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm also part of a committee that tried to stop app from coming in and putting the, that. I'm, next, I, I'm, I'm low key on that committee. I provided the uh, the advice on how to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, for thank you. Thank you. So and I have my barbershop is directly across the street from there. So I was going to be the most hit. Right. Correct. Yes. I was going to be the most hit. I know what drugs look like. I'm from the 80s and the 90s. I know what's going to happen across that street. I've been to Congress Avenue. I know what happens over there. One long wharf. I know what happens over there. So <clears throat> my thing was, no, it's not going to be in our community. I've done too much work to let you come over here and just plant your problems from another city into ours. We're not going to do that. We're going to, and again, we have power in our vote. I know this is little Africa around here. I get that point. What we have to understand and not to not, and I'm not a racist, I'm not any of those things, but I'm looking out for our people and what we've, we've lacked these kind of structural environments dealing with the people inside of our community doing for our community. You see what I'm saying? Not just taking these positions and then you you have to be quote unquote puppet string to move the way you have to move because it's like a political game. I'm not in it for that. That's why I stay to the side. I kind of work as, that's why I like a nonprofit because I'm able to work as an entity who's doing what is doing and you have to provide what you know to help me. That's your job. That's your job as a city official to do what you're supposed to do to help because I'm doing good. I'm not, my organization is not ba based on anything bad. It's based on the terminology of your job title. So therefore you have to employ what you know. So that now I'm coming to the table as New Hallville representative and not uh, an older person who has to agree with something that you said. So that's yes. why I don't, that's why I look at it and I fight like this. It's not that I'm against anyone. It's not that I don't look at uh, a position of, the mayor as a a, a, strategic, a, a position of something that he needs to do for this community. I get all of that, but I can do a better job for what I'm doing if I be consistent in what I'm doing. So therefore, that's why I work so hard. It's not about not teaming up. It's about ultimately me see, saving these people for them to do what they're supposed to do. That's it. <laughs> so before I let you go, tell me what what is the what is the biggest dream that you want for all of this, for yourself personally, for these young people, uh, New Hallville Corporation? What is, the, what is the biggest dream that you have for this? 
My biggest dream is for the legacy to live on, even after I'm gone. I want this nonprofit to continue. Um, I want this basketball tournament to continue. I would love to see uh, a, a youth facility uh, building something drawn up where our, our, in our community where these people can have uh, something like Eli Whitney. They can have vocational skills put in there. I, I, it's just that portion of it is my main thing. I would love to see that work like to the point where it's like never ending. Um, ultimately, again, even when I'm totally gone, I want to see it continue on. I want this program to strive and become something that may be a model for other cities. And lastly, but really firstly, the violence has to stop. So if I can just play my part and, you know, utilizing what I can do to slow that moment down, then I'll continue to do it. So um, I'm never stopping as long as I'm alive. I, I got an ultimate goal going here. Um, I think it's working. I think the plan is um, uh, sufficient. It, it may need some tweaking here and there. I'm willing to talk and deal with whoever. I'm a sponge. I'm willing to deal with anybody I can to get it done. And um, again, I just want to see it successful, man. I just want to link up with as many people I can to get it to the, to the right position. Well, I, cer I certainly admire the work that you're doing. And I appreciate the Thank work you. that you're doing. And you have a real, I've never met anybody who had a real honest take on what young people are up against and, and how to uh, work along with them. I yeah. think what you're doing is, is, uh, is uh, incredible, actually. And, and it deserves this moment, this spotlight, not just on my show, but the piece right. in the paper, the piece, right. piece from the New Haven Independent, which we put in the inner city, which which y'all are on the cover. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I just think I just think we need more people doing this kind of work without telling people that they're doing this work. Do you know what I mean? Like. So lastly, I'm gonna leave you with this from me. I ultimately <laughs> understand you can't take it with you. Leave it here. Do all you can while you're here, and leave it here. That's my goal. I love it. Well, thank you for your time this morning. You're welcome. Mr. Gates. Thank I you. appreciate thank you it. For having me. And you guys, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure. And uh, I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Thank All right. You. See you Enjoy the rest of your day. And I, and sure I, and I love this whole fashion statement today. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye -bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, get all right, um, Harry Joes. I'm on my way out. I'm on my way to the vineyard. I'll be back next week. Y'all have a good weekend. I'm off tomorrow and Friday because I will be on the vineyard, <laughs> my favorite place in the world, or my second favorite place in the world. Uh, so I'll be back, and uh, Harry Joes will be here. Paul Bass will be here. Somebody will be here. And you know, we got enough shows that we can do the best of Babs for two days. Like, honest to God, we got enough shows. But anyway, uh, we'll be back because there's a lot of other stuff that I wanted to talk about, uh, but we'll get around to it next week. So uh, hopefully when I step out the door, the weather will be a little bit different than it's been for the last 20 days. Uh, but y'all be safe out there. Be cool. And um, I really feel good talking to uh, Gary Gates. I'm going to walk away from this feeling quite, quite inspired. So thank y'all. Thank you, Harry. Have a good weekend. Ooh. Mm -hmm.